Hello and welcome to Science Solutions and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane. This is episode 8 and we are talking about don't poke the lizard. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about the amygdala. I'm talking about this really old portion of your brain. And the reason I want to talk about it is in dealing with people. If you better understand how the brain works and how this amygdala especially works, you can have more control over how you react to things or knowing where other people are coming from. So a little more empathy. I am the first to admit that I have the emotional aptitude of a rock. Uh, so does my dad. My mom is a lot more expressive than we are. Uh, I've often wondered if this is kind of a nature or a nurture thing. I'm known to stare at my daughter blankly when she's having a meltdown. Or I get irritated because I just don't understand it. I don't understand, understand this emotion that comes from her. Um, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to learn to connect with her when she's melting down so that I can get her into a place where the logic that I'm so familiar with can apply. So the logic I want you to think of as like your upstairs brain, it is the more developed, the part that we work on. The downstairs brain is more of the primal part of your brain. So the older part of your brain, the primal part, we're going to call it the downstairs part. And I got this idea from the uh, whole brain child notion. So if you think about it, when you're speaking in front of a group uh, and your heart starts to pound and your palms start to sweat and your knees start to shake, those are all involuntary reactions. Your body is having a fear reaction and that's what happens. So let's talk about this in terms of the amygdala. So what is the amygdala? Well, the amygdala gets its name from the you know Latin for almond, and that's kind of a misnomer. Part of the amygdala is almond-shaped, and that's where the name comes for whatever reason with anatomy. That's what people have stuck with. But this little part of your brain, it's found in your temporal lobe, so behind your ear. If you were to put an arrow through your eyes and an arrow through your ears, where they intersect, that's where the amygdalas are. So there's kind of two, they're bilateral to each other. And if you think of your temporal lobe, right, if we divide the cerebral hemispheres into lobes, we have our occipital, parietal, temporal, and frontal lobes. And again, this is found in the temporal lobe. Now, all emotions are regulated by this part of your brain. Uh, emotional behavior, motivation, all of these things come from the amygdala. Most of the studies that you find are done on fear, and it's the most studied because it's pretty easy to study, right? We're able to have a reaction. Your body primarily reacts to fear, uh, but it also reacts to arousal. Fear kind of goes hand in hand with anxiety. But the idea here is that we have our inputs. Sensory information goes directly into the amygdala. So the visual things, so the things you see, the auditory, the things you hear, the olfactory, the things you smell, when you touch something or you have pain, all of that sensory information directs into your amygdala. Now the outputs that you get from this are not logical. These are the emotional reactions. You know, the sudden danger, the fear, the speaking in front of a group when your heart pounds. The stress hormones, these all are outputs from the amygdala. These responses our body has, so the blood pressure, metabolic processes, a lot of basic chemical processes are outputs 
of the amygdala. Now, what's really interesting is that the more we use these pathways, as our brains are, you've heard, maybe you've heard of neuroplasticity, but the more we use these different pathways, the more we develop these responses. So this is a really old part of our brain. We have a reaction that is developed. So as a child is developing, so let's say my daughter who's having a meltdown, when I maybe let's say my reaction is to ignore her because I do not want to improve, I do not want to reward this behavior. When I ignore her, she's making the connection, the sensory pathway that I can't control my emotions right now and this is the response. She's developing those pathways. Now, if instead of ignoring my daughter, I comfort her and get her out of that primal state and get her more into the logical, I'm going to see a lot better results from that interaction. So the idea behind the biology here is we make connections and events reinforce these pathways. So the more sensory information we have coming in and the more emotional response that we have, Maybe, you know, we don't get our way, so we have this reaction, we have this stress hormone, all of this happening. Um, It is something that has been reinforced for a very, very long time. When somebody, you see a bear in the wild and you go into that fight or flight response, that's, that's a immediate reaction. There's that sensory input and we have this, this output from the amygdala. Other things that our primal brain does for us is during stressful events, we actually increase our memory. That's why a lot of people can remember exact details of maybe, you know, in this generation or my generation when 9-11 happened in previous generations, maybe when Kennedy or Elvis died or those type of things. But when we have a stressful situation or something that's perceived as stressful, you know, Cuban Missile Crisis, whatever it is, we remember details more. Um, so... This all comes from that primal portion of your brain. A funny anecdote I have about this also is uh, back in, I want to say 2005 maybe, there was a decent sized earthquake in my in my hometown. And this earthquake knocked over everything you can think of. So it knocked over like the keys out of the hardware store that I was working at. It knocked over a bunch of shelves and paint. And it was really traumatic to go through this earthquake. I remember pulling on my coworkers over a counter and running out the door and just all of the things that happen. I still have like very vivid memory of it. But what's even more crazy is that for the longest time after that, when I heard a truck base bombing, I would automatically think that there was going to be an earthquake because when that earthquake happened, that rumble that you hear before the earthquake comes would reminded me of the sound of a base bombing truck and even probably two hours after the earthquake a truck came pulling up to front of the hardware store and base bombing and that vibration and that sound made me automatically react like there was going to be another earthquake so we kind of condition ourselves and i would be remiss uh, in talking about the amygdala not excuse me in talking about the amygdala, not to talk about Pavlonian conditioning. So when you think of Pavlov's dog, if you study in psychology, the dog salivates in response to the bell. And that's the same idea. That is the primal brain reacting. Um, another thing that I thought about when I think of the amygdala and, and not being in control of emotions, when I was pregnant, I would like 
just burst into tears and all pregnant women I think experience this um, where you can't control your emotions and I think that is a primal thing those are stress hormones that's that's not a logical part of your brain doing that and I talk to the boyfriend and be like I, I don't know why I'm crying but I am and I can't control it and for me at least once I get started I it doesn't it doesn't stop Another example I thought of um, in preparing to talk about this is there's a funny meme about um, just because I, you know, look at it's, it's talking about work and just because, you know, I look at you cross-eyed doesn't mean I don't want to punch you in the throat. Um, and that is a primal response to irritation, right? That's my gut reaction, what I want to do. Um, my previous job, I definitely had more experiences like that where like my immediate reaction was like, oh my gosh, I could choke you right now. But really when somebody perceives a threat from you, whether it's implied or implicit, like once they perceive a threat from you, they're going to use the lizard part of their brain to react. So I think this is also why I love stoicism so much. Uh, I love using my upstairs brain, not so much my downstairs brain. I am all about logic and how things make sense. Again, biology, how the body works. But even within that, knowing that there is this lizard part of your brain that doesn't have as much logic, uh, so that you don't poke the lizard when you're dealing with people and we're dealing with your kids. I know I'm definitely working on it and dealing with my daughter and not activating that part of her brain or recognizing when the the downstairs part of her brain is activated you know when she's throwing a fit and she's shaking and it's a very emotional response it's not coming from her logical side of her brain it's coming from the lizard part of her brain so if you can calm that lizard part down um, you can help with the reaction that they're having and get more back into the logic. Um, trying to reason with your kids or reason with somebody when they are in an emotional response is futile. Uh, one of my coworkers likes to say, don't argue with an idiot. And if somebody is in an emotional space, you can't reason with them. They need to get out of the lizard part of their brain and into another part of their brain. When emotions get involved, you lose logic. I hope that all makes sense. Uh, it's the best way that I could make sense of it. If you have any feedback or thoughts on it, I'd love to hear it. So at Sarah Jane Rocks, you can tweet me, you can send me a Snapchat. That's my handle for uh, Snapchat and Twitter, Sarah Jane Rocks. On Instagram, Sarah Jane 007. My full name, Sarah Jane Widener for LinkedIn and Facebook. You can always email me also at websitesmanaged.com. Find me there. This again was Science Solutions and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane. Thanks for joining me.